0: I want to welcome you to the Bethel Podcast today. Today is Wednesday, March the 18th, 2020, and we're so glad to have you a part of this podcast. Before I get into the podcast, just want to let everybody know that our gym this week is being transformed. A uh, new floor is going in, and then we're going to be installing some new basketball nets and volleyball. Hopefully, the installation of the new nets and stuff will also happen this week, but certainly the new floor is going in. So, our gym is being restored to a full use gym. And uh, anticipate that in the next just even few weeks from now, we'll be able to have sports uh, programs going on basketball, volleyball, pickleball, and uh, any other sports. But back to a full use, full use gym, that's going to be great, great blessing for our church. And I know many are looking forward to some volleyball games, basketball games, some tournaments, sports outreach, all that kind of stuff. On our podcast today, I'm really happy we're going to do an interview with one of our Bible school students. Joseph Morris. Joey is a third-year student at Master's College in Peterborough, Ontario. This is our main Bible school for our Pentecostal Assemblies for the districts of Western and Eastern Ontario. And uh, we do have other Bible schools across Canada, but this is our closest and our main one for our region. And uh, Joey uh, is completing his third year, going back for one more year of trainings, and then ready to be launched into Pentecostal leadership. And we're so proud of Joey. He, you're going to hear his testimony today, but first came into our church through our junior high program. Not from a church background uh, and uh, not a church-going family, but came in through junior high and then got connected with Revo and uh, came to a place of faith in Christ. He's been on a few missions trips and now called of God into Pentecostal um, leadership Feels called to be a youth pastor and um, just a great guy. And so we're excited about uh, hearing from Joey. So we're going to go to that great interview right now. Well, I am very excited today to have on our Bethel podcast, the man, the legend, <laughs> Joseph Morris, Joey Morris. Everybody give a big hand for Joey Morris here today. <laughs> Joey is one of our students. He is currently in his third year at Master's College in Peterborough, Ontario. It's a Bible college there, training for future Pentecostal ministry. And so, Joey, I'm really glad to have you today on the Bethel Podcast. Welcome.
1: Yeah, welcome. I'm glad to be here. This is my first podcast ever, so I'm excited. Wow. Yeah.
0: First of many more to come. You'll probably <laughs> yeah. become like a famous podcaster in the days Yeah. To come. <laughs> But uh, the reason we're doing this, Joey, is just to uh, learn people's story. And um, so let's go back. How did you first get connected to Bethel Church?
1: Yeah, I uh, would have been in about grade seven or eight. And I was simply just invited to come to uh, the junior high program here at, at Bethel Church through friends.
0: So grade seven, eight, you would have been like 13 years old, 14 years yeah, old? Yeah, around that, like that age, yep. Okay. So your family wasn't going to church anywhere at that time? No, not at all. And you got an invite to come to a junior high program? Yeah. Our junior high program. Do you remember how that invitation came? or?
1: Uh? Yeah, I uh, I remember every Wednesday night seeing the Bethel van pull up on my street
0: Okay.
1: and uh, <laughs> wondering, what is this? Right. Why is this van coming? And, and taking
0: uh, people away. Yeah,
1: and all my friends were getting on the van and going and coming back and telling me how awesome it was, so... Okay. I kind of invited myself with my friends. <laughs>
0: Perfect. So you end up coming over to, to Bethel through our junior high rescue program about age 13. Yeah. Something like that. And then just kept coming to that and eventually moved into what we call Revo Senior yeah. High. And yeah. So uh, what first attracted you to rescue? I imagine it was the fun games and the yeah. craziness and all that.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, on Wednesday nights you got to come hang out with your friends, play sports, games, yeah. uh, pizza, so yeah. just the community aspect and tons of fun. Okay. Definitely.
0: Um, was this some of your first introduction to God and to Jesus and the church? Or
1: um, I had grown when I was younger. My, my dad had actually taken us to church a bit, okay. and um, but my first introduction to any kind of programming or... Um,
0: Okay. Anything like that? So it wasn't all new to you. No, no. Okay, but um, but at that point you hadn't really made a, your own confession of faith, like you hadn't uh, had a born again experience or what we'd call that.
1: Right. No, I was um, I was a, I but thought, thought I was a Christian, and I
0: okay, and I so you probably would identify yourself as a Christian. Yeah, yeah. Just
1: not living for God by any means. And
0: not really having all the understanding. Exactly. But obviously yeah. you're 13, so you're. Right. Right. This. Yeah. Okay. So you're uh, coming up junior high and just keep coming and getting more and more connected and yeah. involved and, and just a little bit about that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, well, I was actually kind of hesitant to come to Revo and um, some of the leaders explained what we do and that we sing songs and there's a message and I was quite hesitant. I, I didn't want to come,
0: okay.
1: but the leaders were, were persistent and yeah. they kept inviting me out and I remember my first night of Revo like like vividly.
0: So Revo is our senior high. Most would know that, but just to yeah.
1: Yeah, and I, I came and typical uh, youth group night games, message, worship, and I remember leaving and thinking I'm never gonna come back. <laughs> um, <Okay>. And someone <laughs> asked, yeah, someone asked me like, how did you like it? And I, I think I, I probably lied. <laughs> um, but just that week, pe- people just keep asking, are you going to come out to Revo this week? And um, looking back on it now, I believe the Holy Spirit started to work in my life. Right. And there was just something about Revo that I wanted, I wanted, even though I didn't understand what it was. Sure. So I just continued to come back. Okay.
0: And your understanding was growing as you were coming back? Right?
1: Yeah. It was, it was interesting. I'd never been in a setting like that where um, worship like that. I didn't even know that teenagers had a so-called church service or a youth service. Um, So I just continued coming and, yeah, just began to develop in my faith.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, um, I know at some point uh, you went on a missions trip. Yeah. Right, so you're part of Revo and getting more and more part of the the ministry and more and more, like, you're regularly attending. Yeah. (coughs) Growing and understanding about God. Would you say that, um, like your own relationship with God was developing or it was more just the community aspect that was the the community aspect was the biggest draw point right. at first
1: yeah so the community aspect definitely was what kept drawing me back but in uh, grade 9 at Overflow the youth conference
0: okay
1: um, I officially gave my my heart to God for the first time that and was your
0: first overflow
1: my first overflow yeah. and I just knew uh, I can't remember Friday or Saturday night but I knew that I wanted this to continue for my life, and that I wanted to serve God.
0: So, what was it like to go to Overflow? You've probably never been to anything like that before. Yeah, that Overflow was Overflow is our, our district youth conference. They have something like three thousand students. Yeah, a lot. That's, yeah,
1: uh, it was, it was overwhelming. You walked into this room. I'd never been to, yeah, anything like that. So thousands of students, and uh, you know, really good worship band, almost professional music. Um, like dynamic speakers. And I'd never been to anything like that at all. So walking in, I was overwhelmed. But it was also apparent that some the Spirit of God was there. But at that point, um, I wasn't 100% sure what that was. I just knew that I wanted whatever that was to continue in my life.
0: Excellent. Mm-hmm. But enough where you had some understanding that, like, I want Christ in my life. Yeah, I think the I first... Wanna, I want to live for God.
1: Yeah, the first... Uh, The first few months of Revo really set me up positively to be able to confidently give my life to Christ and know what I was doing.
0: Okay. So then, uh, when did you first go on our missions trip?
1: So I went, I believe, in grade 11. Okay. Um, So
0: a few years that you're part of Revo.
1: Yeah. So it it may have been grade 10, but I believe it was grade 11. And uh, we went to the Dream Center in California.
0: Okay. That was your first trip? My first trip. March break? Yep. Was Pastor Trisha leading that one?
1: Yes, Pastor Trisha. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so well, tell us about that experience.
1: Yeah, that was, that trip was, uh, that was crazy. So I'd never been in a setting like that before. So this was
0: during March break, mm-hmm. went to Los Angeles. Yeah. Inner city, a church called the Dream Center has all these outreaches to homeless and Skid Row and uh, just different needs and stuff. And
1: Yeah. And at that point I hadn't um, I think I'd been in the States once or twice in Detroit, but I'd never, f- I'd never been on a, like a plane to fly to a different city or anything like that. So um, showing up there, was, it was phenomenal. I got to do and see things I'd never been a part of before. And really that trip helped cultivate um, the heart I have for service for other people. And
0: so do you have like a special memory or favorite memory of that trip?
1: Yeah. Something I, that really stands out? Yeah, so we we did a ministry. Uh, We were part of a ministry called Adopt-A-Block, I believe. And uh, simply what you did was you came with the Dream Center, handing out uh, food and produce for people in the nearby neighborhoods who who didn't have the money to afford that. And you got to see their reactions, uh, getting food to to provide for their family. And then I believe that was one of the first times I was introduced to... um, Praying for other people's needs that I didn't know before, okay. um, so we were given the opportunity to serve them uh, physically with food, but then also to spiritually uh, pray for them and and to continue praying for them after we left okay. Los Angeles. Awesome!
0: So good experience, good times.
1: Yeah, great times. Going one, to
0: California. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you really left Sarnia and all the way to California.
1: Yeah, one of the best trips of my life for sure.
0: Oh yeah, it's a big big statement. Yeah, but growing spiritually as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Very stretching spiritually.
0: Now you guys had like a fun day or something when you're down there, right?
1: Um. Yeah, so, we. Did
0: you go to went to Santa Monica Pier or something? Or
1: yeah, I, I can't remember if it was one day, but um, we did we did sightsee a bit. Santa Monica Pier. Um, we went down to Hollywood at one point. Okay. We
0: did you do Universal Studios or something or no?
1: I, I don't believe so. I can't remember.
0: So um, long ago.
1: Yeah, it was long ago. I, <laughs> I, um, I remember in the moment we went to visit all these places, so I think we saw like the Bonnie Bray House, oh, okay. Azusa Street, and so I didn't the Bonnie
0: under- Bray House is where Pentecost really first began. Everybody says Azusa Street, and it's, that's correct as well, but before Azusa Street, there was a house on Bonnie Bray Drive, or Bonnie Bray Street, where William Seymour lived. So it, it sits there today. Right. So you went and saw that house. Yeah, and did I. Did you get to go in the
1: house? No, we took a picture outside, and I for years I like I never understood what it was right. until last semester, I took a history of Pentecostalism class, okay. and I'm seeing all of these places in California yeah, that I've were been. There. Yeah. <laughs> so years later, I got to put that together. <laughs> I'm
0: sure you're wondering like, why are we here at this? Like, yeah. So <laughs> this, this simple home.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we did. Um, other than ministry, I got to, it was really my first trip sightseeing at anything. So it was pretty cool.
0: But then I don't know how much later on, you you were in either grade 10 or 11 on that trip. You went to Ukraine with us.
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: so you remember your first trip to Ukraine?
1: Yeah, I do. My first trip would have been the summer after grade 12.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. And so, um, after, after the trip to Los Angeles, I knew, I came back knowing um, what what I wanted to do and I wanted to serve people. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we went to Ukraine and it's a trip that completely changed my life. Wow.
0: So how, how you say that, it's quite yeah. a statement, how, how did that, like what was it about that trip that did it for you?
1: Yeah, I try to pinpoint the moment and it, it's, it's really a series of moment over that trip, but uh, we went as a team, a student team from Revo with Trish, and we went to a camp in uh, Skadovsk, Ukraine, okay. on the Black Sea, and led a, a camp of a, around 600 orphans, right. so ages 5 to 18, yeah. so qu- quite a, an age range. And um, I remember walking into, it was like an, a theater almost, right. and just seeing all of these kids and not understanding how how they, they were orphans and how people didn't love them because they looked, they looked like me. Right. They were, you know, uh, just normal kids and, and teenagers. Yeah. And just getting to hang out with some of them over...
0: So that was our first time to Skiddos, Skiddos, I think.
1: N- I think, I believe you guys had been there before, actually. Okay. You guys have been there... One or okay. two times before. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because was I, I don't remember, like, I, we've done so many trips, they blend together, but was I around on that trip at all? No, no but no? I do
1: remember you guys speaking about going there.
0: Okay, so yeah. you went the year after whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so I went, I was a part of it the first time we went, and then we said another couple times. Right. So you are a part of one of those. Yeah. Phenomenal.
1: I remember, um, I would come to the church to get my hours, my community service hours for high school. And I would I would cut crafts like thousands of pieces of rocks and fire, and for oh, them to bring over, over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And when they they announced at Revo that they were going to go, um, they threw up a photo on the screen, and these kids were holding the crafts that I had cut out, <laughs> okay. and like I was just like, because I cut thousands of little rocks, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I was in the desk in the, in in an office here at Bethel and. I'm like, why am I cutting so many rocks? Right. And then seeing those photos really hit me. Like, um, and I think that's the night I knew that I wanted to go to Ukraine.
0: Because we took like eleven or hockey bags. Right. I just remember there was eleven hockey bags filled with crafts. Right.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Right. And uh, yeah, so that was amazing because here's a government-run camp right. for orphans or kids with challenges and um, they let us come and do a full what we call a VBS, we call it here Kids Adventure Week, but I remember Joey when I first were first time we were going, like I knew there was gonna be like six hundred kids and I thought, so there was like fifteen of us. And I just pictured there's like all of a sudden we're gonna be in this field with six hundred <laughs> teenagers and and they don't speak the language, right? And we're gonna have to like count them off and like right. how are we gonna organize this? <laughs> But that camp was super organized.
1: Yeah, extremely.
0: So they got those 600 kids into three groupings of 200. This is the first time, I do know exactly how it was with you. Right. But, and then we'd have 200 kids for a couple hours, and then we'd have a break, and then a, again a, two, another 200 for a couple hours, and then a break, and then another 200. So in those sections of 200, then they divide those kids into four groups of 50. Right. So for 30 minutes, we'd do a Bible lesson, with 50 kids, and then while that's going on, another group is doing a craft, a 50, and then another 50 is doing a sport, and another 50 is doing like some kind of game or activity, and then we rotate, so we actually did 12, 30-minute sports, 12, 30-minute Bible lessons, yeah. 50 kids each to get all 600, right? Yeah. And I remember the first time we went, I actually said, I want to give all these kids Bibles, hmm. But I said I don't want some Bible like that's such print is so small and like I want some pictures I want it hardcover I was asking for like the Cadillac the moon, or the BMW version. Right. Whatever. <laughs> I want some devotionals in there. I want some, like uh, graphics or, or pictures. I want print. Anyway, the Ukraine Bible Society like gave us six hundred wow. hardcover youth devotionals. That's Bibles. so cool. The first time we gave them out. And I remember when we would give the altar call for, like, salvation. And, then we were like, stealing is a sin. <laughs> <It was> early <laughs> in the week, we got a few things stolen. <laughs> Lying is a sin, and sin separates us from God, but Jesus came to forgive us our sins, <laughs> and, you know, we don't have to do this anymore, invite Jesus into your heart, And who wants to accept Jesus? And, like... All these hands yeah. Going, right? And I thought, they're not understanding. Right, right. <laughs> it's too, too, the response was too good. Right, right. And they're like, hey, well, put your head down. <laughs> okay, we're going to try this again. And like 85%, even the directors were, were responding. Yeah. And I remember that amphitheater, how amazing it was to, uh, like, we did some skits in there. Right, right. What a great experience. Mm-hmm. So you were on the second or third team that went to Yeah. Like you said, it was amazing,
1: yeah, it was phenomenal.
0: And what's come out of that, as you know, is um, we now sponsor a lady named Lena Turan mm-hmm. who, uh, in the city of Creevy Rogue, Ukraine, is uh, doing like key Bible clubs, um, in the city at different orphanages in Creevy Rogue and to about 400 kids a week, yeah. Right? And we're gonna talk about that, but but um. So something really positive came to It wasn't just a one-time thing, but now every week these kids yeah. are doing ministry too. And I was so blessed, Joey, like a couple of years afterward, I was actually, uh, we made a surprise visit to this orphanage and I'm going up the stairs, and here comes two boys. You talked about the crafts you made. You saw the pictures of the kids. I saw two boys come upstairs and they're holding the Bibles we had given wow. them two years before. That's amazing. Carrying them. So cool. <laughs> wow, yeah. So that was amazing. So <laughs> like you said, life-changing experience. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, and so much so that it uh, prompted you to want to go back.
1: Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I, I decided to go back for my second trip, I had planned to go back for a week or two, Right. and I got in contact with Ed Dixon.
0: So the second trip was c- still kind of on your own, right? Yeah. Like you didn't go with a team from Bethel. No. So you've only been, other the, so the March, the LA trip was with Bethel, yep. and then the Ukraine trip, first one, and then the rest of your missions trips have just been you going. Yeah. With, I mean, working with Ed Dixon. Yep, with yeah. the local
1: team. Yeah, and I, I, said to Ed, I'd love to come for two weeks. Yep. We had spoken about it a year prior, and he said, "Give me, give me some dates, like yep. when So I said, "Any time between." I think I said May and June, right. and Ed Dixon's <laughs> response was, "Just come for two months." <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I prayed about it, and surely enough, I, I really felt led to come for two months.
0: So your second time in Ukraine, you went for two months. Yeah. So you went to you obviously you flew to Kiev, capital yep. city. Then you took a train.
1: Yeah, I took
0: or, or something. You got to Kryvyi Rogue.
1: Yeah, I took a a train from Kiev to Kryvyi Rog. Right,
0: mm-hmm. and then Ed has an apartment there. Yep. So you stayed there, but you're kind of on your own, right? For those. Yeah, uh,
1: I was on my own. There was another uh, young adult there right. who uh, we did we did ministry very close together. Who was there? He was from Florida. And uh, so we got, we got to do all those things kind of together and uh, figure but out. It's
0: another experience. I mean, when you're with a team, yeah. you translators and you're traveling together. Right. But when you're kind of on your own, I mean, you, uh, you are totally on your own. I mean, obviously, there was, the church was ready to receive you and yep. get people to get you and stuff. But uh, like you're, you're walking to your apartment by yourself, yeah. going out to the store. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't know the language. Right. So you, what's some experiences that you had with that?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, even the first time, uh, I think Ed was with me for one, one or two days, and then he walked me to a grocery store, and he said, "Well, this is it." <laughs> he was, he was going back to uh, to Kiev, yeah. and he had given me an introduction. So, I'm in a Ukrainian grocery store for the first time, <laughs> and um, immediately people knew I was not from Ukraine. There was people following me around, looking at me. Um, Cashiers were yelling at me because they couldn't understand me. And I remember trying to buy ketchup. Okay. And it took me probably seven times of going to the store to find <laughs> ketchup. I always bought salsa or tomato sauce or paste. Or, and, uh, and Google Translate on your phone doesn't always work perfectly, right? Sorry. So, um, yeah, it was a learning curve. It was crazy, but it, I had a lot of fun with it, just trying to figure out...
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so how it to was live. more a
0: fun experience for you than, like, you weren't ever, like, felt unsafe or... No,
1: never unsafe. Um, I felt frustrated in moments, like, yeah. I just want ketchup, but, <laughs> um, or even... Yeah, I wanted milk, yeah. and I couldn't find milk, and I kept buying kefir, okay. and kefir, I don't even know how, what it is, but it's this thick, gross-tasting, it looks like milk, right. and, uh, I remember putting that in my cereal at like seven in the morning and eating it and almost getting sick. Like, right. um, so.
0: So, what things were you doing there, ministry-wise?
1: Yeah, fo- so um, that was actually my first time in Creaver Rogue at all, okay. and I was working in orphanages with alongside Lana and her team. Uh, I started doing public school ministry with with uh, some of Ed's local team there, and just going in and talking about myself and speaking in English with the, the students, and then um, going to other churches and, and uh, yeah, just really a focus on youth and uh, young people. And then I got connected with some youth ministries over there and um, some adult disability, disability centers. So right.
0: You were doing some preaching and yeah. some your testimony. Yep. And, yeah. So you are pretty engaged in ministry even before you go to Bible college.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was after my first year of Bible college, okay. but it, um, because you're Canadian, they just trust you, right? So um, I kind of got thrown right in, into the deep end, yeah. but it was awesome, and people received me very well, so okay. it was a great experience.
0: So when did you feel a call then to go to Bible school? You're now in your third yeah. year at Masters, and how did that come about? Like It's one thing to you know, come to youth group and right. do a few missions trips, but then to say, you know what, I want to... Pursue this as a life's
1: call. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, my plan growing up was always to, to join the military, which anyone who knows me now just thinks that's the funniest thing. But I remember going to Overflow, uh, getting saved in grade nine. But then again in grade 10, I'd kind of, God had started working in my life a little more and I'd been open to him working in my life. And I left feeling a call to ministry and not even understanding what that meant. And so I think uh, after grade 10 and then going to the Dream Center and then going to Ukraine, it became very apparent to me that um, I wanted to be, I felt called to ministry, and I wanted to serve people, specifically youth youth and young people. Okay. Yeah.
0: Sure.
1: So I would say probably it, w- it was like I knew it was called to ministry, but it, between grade 10 and grade 12 is really when – I began to know that um, Bible college was the next step.
0: Yep. So now three years, you're finishing your third year with one more year to go. Yep. Tell us a little bit about your Bible school experience.
1: Yeah, Bible college has been, it's been awesome. Um, I was actually just thinking a couple months ago, looking back on my life five, six, seven years ago, and I had never, I never would have guessed that I'd gone, I would have gone to college or ever gotten a degree. So um, Bible college has just been phenomenal I've been able to learn, learn lots. Um, I mean, coming coming from a non-Christian home and then coming to Bible college, it, this was a lot of this was new information to me. So, um, I've just been able to grow very deeply in my knowledge of the Bible and even spiritually uh, with my relationship with God. And yeah, it's just been a phenomenal experience.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, if there's anybody that was listening or didn't like just looking for a Bible school to go to, you'd recommend Masters.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Right. Yeah, Very the good. has the, nothing to do with golf, Masters. No, <laughs> uh, bad joke. Uh, but everything to do with uh, training for ministry and mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. The professors are phenomenal. The classes are great. What's been some of your favorite classes? Um, it's kind of changing because as every year I go on, classes seem to get better, okay. which is a good thing. Um, uh, last semester we had a history of Pentecostalism class. Okay.
0: Um.
1: So getting, that's
0: where you picked up on, uh, you had been to some of these places yeah,
1: in LA. Yeah, and so that, that was a phenomenal course. That was actually... Um, Who taught that course? Will Sluice. Oh, yeah. So he'd, um, he'd
0: be a great teacher. Yeah,
1: so that was great. Um, uh, my major is in youth ministry, so I have a lot of courses uh, geared towards youth. Yeah. Um, so all of those have been fantastic, learning specifically how to work in youth ministry or in... Uh, Youth-centered organizations okay. so that's been that's been great And then um, I'm trying to think
0: that's all right.
1: yeah so it's
0: good, been great experience. Yeah, great and you got one more year to go. one are more looking year forward to, are you looking forward to being done or are you uh, <laughs> a, a, uh, God's got a great future for you: Yeah I,
1: you're not, I am
0: you're not anxious about it at all.
1: No, I'm looking forward to be done. But um, as it as it continues to get closer, I'm starting to realize, like it's almost done. So the real world is coming. (laughs) So
0: because we know Bible school is not the real world, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's awesome! It's great. Um, So, uh, but in these few years, you've now how many times have you gone back to Ukraine now?
1: So I just finished uh, this past December my sixth trip.
0: Six trips. Yeah. So that includes the one that you went with Bethel. Yeah. team, And then five more times on your own. Yeah. <laughs> with Ed Dixon. Yeah. So this last one was over Christmas. Yep. And you had done a Christmas one before. Yeah, this was my second so Christmas. So that's when you are involved with uh, Ed Dixon's program, McJoyful Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do you really love McDonald's?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> do I love McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not in Canada. Yeah. But in Ukraine, I... McJoyful is, is one of the highlights of my year. So tell
0: us a bit about McJoyful. Some people would not even know what we're talking about here. but
1: Yeah, so McJoyful is a ministry that's been going on, I think, for almost 20 years. And it started off, I think, with 30, 30 kids, yep. but it's now grown to about 3,000 kids a year with Ed Dixon and uh, Leanna's team get taken to McDonald's.
0: So they take orphan kids to McDonald's and, or kids that have like challenges or yep, whatever. Yep, yep. And do a birthday party for Jesus. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, so we have uh, we do now the are Bible these kids story. Are pretty
0: excited to go to McDonald's.
1: They're excited for McDonald's, but a lot of the time they walk in and they're they're kind of burdened by life. They're sad. They're wow. um, but they walk out with the biggest smiles on their faces. Um, so we do we do a program where we do games, uh, the Bible story, and then a call for salvation. And then they eat Happy Meals. And it's, it's, it's really, really fun. We have a lot of fun. Uh, it's groups between 10 and 25 kids at a time. So how
0: many birthday parties for <laughs> Jesus were you a part of?
1: I lost count. <laughs> <laughs> I was in McDonald's <laughs> probably almost every day for two, two and a half weeks.
0: Wow. Yeah. And from like several hours.
1: Yeah, like eight hours a day. It was, it was eight groups a day. Wow. Sometimes nine, so right. or sometimes less depending on holidays, but
0: right. it was so probably around eighty or more. I mean, if there's if it ate a day, and yeah, I weeks, don't know. I mean, whatever. I
1: spent a lot of time Maybe in McDonald's.
0: <laughs> and did you eat a happy meal every birthday party?
1: I I this past trip I didn't eat McDonald's once, okay. <laughs> so because um,
0: you're gonna look like a happy meal.
1: Yeah, if exactly. If I eat every time, <laughs> I had a couple fries, but
0: uh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were working with Lena. Yeah. So Lena is a lady that we support here through our church. Yeah. With this Bible clubs and stuff. Tell us a little bit about your experience working with Lena, what she's doing.
1: Yeah, I've since my second trip, I've worked almost directly alongside of Lena, so gotten to get to know her and her team very well. Yeah. And so mainly what they do is uh, orphan ministries. Yeah. So. Weekly, they go inside of go into multiple orphanages uh, and do crafts and the Bible story and they play games and really it's just constant discipleship throughout the year, trying to um, help change their lives. So I I had the privilege privilege of working alongside of her uh, each trip multiple times, uh, going into orphanages and just hanging out with kids and bringing the message of hope. So yeah, and they do that. They do that, like, uh, multiple times a week, yeah. and they see hundreds of kids a week.
0: So, worthy of support.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, we support, like, my understanding from Ed is uh, we're the only group that supports, like, Lena. Lena right. and what she's doing. Yep. So, it's a partnership uh, with also ourselves and Ted Shuttlesworth Ministries uh, Canada also contributes to that. through the right. church, And so, we really appreciate Brother Ted Shuttlesworth. Uh coming alongside and, mm-hmm. and uh, helping us in what we're doing with uh, Orphan Ministry in Ukraine. And I know it's uh, tremendous. Yeah. And uh, tremendous work, and uh, praise God for it. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Very good. Well, uh, yeah, that's any funny stories from the mission field? <laughs> you know Ukraine? I don't know. <laughs>
1: um, oh, man.
0: I should have <laughs> so been prepared. About the midnight train with the grandmothers? <laughs> <laughs>
1: The midnight train is an experience in itself. Um,
0: Trains in Key and <laughs> Ukraine are quite something.
1: The the express train is great. It's it's new. It's beautiful. <laughs> I've only been on it once or twice. Right. Um, the night train. It's. So, I don't know how to explain it. You have to. You just have to do it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I took the one. I took it one time from Korea Road to Kiev, so it at leaves at like midnight gets in the Kiev at six in the morning. And thankfully, so you're in a small room with these little beds. Like, they're like benches, but I guess it's supposed to be like a bed. And there's, like, bunk beds, two (laughs) on either side. But it's tight. Oh, yeah. And thankfully, I was the only one in there.
1: How lucky. (laughs) I know.
0: And, like, when I laid down on this bed, half my body was... I had to, like... I, I couldn't lie up straight. I was too tall. Right. And then half of me was hanging off. So it was very uncomfortable. And then... It was really hot. I couldn't figure out how yeah, to open the window. You know, the outside window. I couldn't get it open. I found out later it could open, which would have helped. So I had to open the door. But then I was afraid because I had my luggage. Right. That if somebody walking by, they could take my luggage if I was sleeping. So I, I had a miserable night. Because yeah. I was, I'd, I'd close the door and try to sleep. And then I'd get too hot. And then I'd open the door. But I felt I couldn't fall asleep. Right. And there's supposed to be three other people yeah. in this <laughs> cab. I couldn't even imagine. Like I was having a hard time just myself. Yeah. Doing that. And you had that experience, and you had like, and it's sometimes just strangers, right? I mean. It's oh, it's.
1: I mean, for me at this point, I, um, I travel by myself from Kiev yeah. from the airport to rogue yeah. so it's always just me and three strangers, right. and I'm I'm typically very unlucky with who I end up with. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so some of the older people. Um, They love to keep the lights on at night. They don't want to shut the lights off. And I, there was a particular time when it was just me and three very elderly women, (laughs) extremely elderly.
0: (laughs) This is what I knew about this, and you had to experience it. But when I think of that, I just think that's (laughs) hilarious. Yeah, and I, three old <laughs> Ukrainian bubbas. Yeah, and Joey Morris in a small cab.
1: <laughs> and I remember they kept the lights on.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they had to help one of the other ladies get on the top bunk, right? Okay. And oh, you, didn't,
0: you didn't go on the top. No, bunk? I was
1: I was on the top, and oh, she was on the oh, other. Right,
0: the other top bunk, yeah.
1: And I don't typically sleep well on the train. Right. And I woke up, <laughs> and her eyes were wide open, right. like looking at me. Right. And I think she was just asleep with her eyes open, <laughs> but I remember questioning for for a few minutes like is she like is she alive like did she (laughs) did she die in the night train beside me and uh so yeah they were trying to speak to me and uh we had a little bit of a conversation but yeah quite the night and then it seems that I always get stuck with people with babies and babies cry all night on the train so
0: It's it's a good missions experience (laughs) yeah. <laughs> you, look back, you always have a story. It's a yeah. moment to remember. But uh, just so thrilled, Joey, of how God's been using you. And uh, do you have another trip planned already? or? Uh, yeah,
1: I do.
0: Okay, what, this summer? Uh,
1: yeah, I leave after school on April 17th. Yep. So I'm going for a little over two weeks. Get back in May.
0: Okay. And then you're going to be working at Brayside again this summer, May? Uh,
1: Yeah, potentially. I'm not 100% sure what I'm doing this summer, but. Okay. Um, potentially bracelet. But back to
0: school in the fall. Yeah, and then looking to get into youth ministry and yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. So um, we're really glad, and uh, we're just so glad how God has led your life, and so glad you came out for that rescue night. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and uh, just anything you can say about how what Bethel has meant to you.
1: Yeah, I think um, Bethel is really. Over, over the course of the last six years become become my family so um, through co-op and, and, and student ministries and missions trips and uh, just being around Bethel has become uh, not just a church family but actually like a family to me so right. um, I love coming back home to be at Bethel um, and then I, I love the the very Pentecostal ministry of Bethel
0: right. and
1: and um, so yeah, it's, it just it really to me is a family.
0: Right. So. So some of that Pentecostal, you know, some of your peers haven't had that same experience.
1: No, um, even in churches that I've been in um, around Ontario, I haven't been able to find uh, the same the same type of Pentecostal experience. And so um, I'm so glad to have come out of a church like Bethel.
0: Praise God well we love you man and just so thrilled with what god's doing your life you have a tremendous future and just keep going i love your um uh your spirit of adventure and uh faith you know i know that you're raising funds to pay for your bible school and i know god's been supplying yeah and then you know like college is enough to have to like try to come up with funds for that and all that right you got to doing these missions trips but <laughs> yeah i just know that you've been believing god and i'm sure people have been helping and, and yeah i've been things, blessed and so it's amazing and so thanks for doing this podcast great to get to know you here on this uh, thing and we'll look to do another one sometime maybe we'll just talk theology <laughs> 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 we'll debate all the things you've learned at mass oh yeah, <laughs> yeah no.
1: hopefully we don't have to debate anything <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'll set you straight. No, I'm, to- I'm <laughs> totally joking. Masters is an awesome school. I'd recommend anyone to go to Masters. So that's <laughs> awesome. So thanks, Joseph.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.